Well, I don't know about you, but I love studying the book of James. It is filled with truth and wisdom and challenges, and it is so good for my soul. And I don't know if you are growing like I am, but it is just awesome. And our theme this year, as you know, is considerate joy. Uh, Although when you are dealing with trials and challenges and sickness or maybe pain, or maybe you're overwhelmed by circumstances, it sounds counterintuitive or difficult to consider it joy. But consider this, or picture this if you will, because I picture things in word pictures. It reminds me back at Goddard Middle School, 7th grade, lapidary class, um, when we would take the pro- we would take a dull gemstone, and it was the process of actually sanding it down from the rough grit to the fine sander, and it would be a rough, messy process of sanding it down, um, and it was loud, and it was a process, and it was messy, and that room was a disaster with Mr. Bidwell, if you remember back then, any of you, but I loved it because the process was my favorite part when we would end up with a shiny gemstone showing the beautiful creation inside with all of the color and the intricacies of what God made inside. Oh, I love that part. So trials are rough and gritty and messy, but they refine us. Wouldn't you agree? They just right, they shave off all of our rough edges, and they leave us different. They leave us changed. We end up being more compassionate, more um, understanding. Um, we are just more spirit-filled. And I have found that those times that I have gone through difficult situations have deepened my faith. They've allowed me to trust God in new ways and have been able to see his faithfulness. So one of those times stand out in my mind, I'm going to take you way back to when I was expecting our third little baby. We already had two little small boys, and we had always wanted four children. My husband and I are like, let's go with four. And I had it all planned out. We wanted two boys and two girls, but we had an order. I wanted a boy and then a girl, and then a boy and then a girl. I had it all planned. I'm a planner. Can you tell? Yeah. We even had a book called How to Choose the Sex of Your Baby. It was scientific. It totally made sense. We handed it out to our friends, and it totally worked for them. And um, so we tried for a boy, and we got our boy. And then we tried for our girl, and God blessed us with another boy. Okay, I'm like, good job. All right, God, you know things. You know, you're more wise than I am. This is a better plan, even more than my plan was. We'll have two boys. They'll share a room. They'll be friends. We'll have two boys first, and then we'll have two girls. Okay, great. Good idea. We'll go for this. So we head into our ultrasound appointment, and we bring our two little almost two and almost four-year-olds with us because we're going to hear the heartbeat, and we're going to learn what we're having. So we're really excited. So we, so we get to find out what we're having, and we learn that we're having another boy. And my little oldest son is completely disappointed he already has a little brother. He wanted a little sister. And I'm trying to wrap my mind around having a third son. Oh, my goodness. There's a lot of boys in my house. And my husband's already like the biggest kid of all. So um, my husband takes the boys home to play and be gone because um, I'm heading into my normal routine doctor's appointment, which my husband would normally have gone with me to. But we had the boys that day. So he took them home. 
And I go in, um, and the doctor comes in to tell me that the baby's kidneys were enlarged, and that's a significant indicator of Down syndrome, that I would need a high-tech ultrasound the following week, probably an amniocentesis test, and to consider terminating the pregnancy. I was shocked. I was overwhelmed. I was in disbelief. That was not the doctor's appointment I was supposed to be having that day with my husband gone and not with me. So I held it together for a few minutes, just enough to get through that doctor's office and out to my car where I lost it. I was in full mode, um, cry fest in my car. I don't know how I drove home. I went through tears. I drove in hysterics, basically, all the way home. Um, to my husband, where I was crying that ugly cry, the hysterical cry where you can't breathe, where you can't get words out, and you're like, <laughs> try to talk, and I can't even be able to speak, you know, that kind of cry where your little kids usually cry like that. Well, that was me. And I was trying to find my husband. He was in the backyard with my boys um, doing work out there. And when he saw me, he's just, I couldn't even speak. So I'm trying to talked to him, but nothing was coming out. It was just hysterical. And he was trying to calm me down saying, we're still going to try for another one. We still want it for, well, maybe we'll get our girl still. It's like, he thought I was still upset that we weren't having a girl. And I'm like, no, no, that's not, that's not, no, that's not it. Trying to tell him that's not it, that there's more to the story that the doctor had shared some other news with me. So by the time I like calm myself down, which took a while, I got out what the doctor had shared with me. And so through fear and through over being overwhelmed together, we prayed about it. We just basically, it was out of our control anyway. We gave it to God and we just let it go. We didn't, we, that week we just didn't have, we, right at the very beginning of that week, we didn't have anything else we could do, but we had, we had peace about it as soon as we just released it. I, um, also talked to God right away and just said, if there's a, if there's a lesson you have to teach me in this, something that I need to learn, please help me to be a quick learner. And I realized right away that I was praying for the wrong things. I was praying for a girl. I needed to be praying for a healthy baby and be, and be grateful for the gifts that God was giving me. In James 1.17, as you guys know because you've been studying James, says, every good and perfect gift is from above. And my Bible study small group at the time of great ladies um, were praying for me. And I felt this peace that week. I felt that God was in control, and I didn't lose a single night of sleep. Um, I had complete calm, and I felt that God was in complete control. And that peace that transcends all understanding that uh, Paul talks about in Philippians, I felt that. When I should have felt complete anxiety and concern, I didn't. The next week at the ultrasound, we found out that we were having a completely healthy, normal baby boy. Nothing was wrong with them at all. They tried to rationalize that maybe he was holding in urine that day when we were doing the ultrasound and his kidneys were enlarged. But I believe that I needed a lesson. I needed a refinement of my heart because God had some other plans for me and my parenting. Um, I believe that I needed to know, have a little heart change and a perspective of who was in charge. And it wasn't me, even though I thought I had a whole plan back then. Um, And to experience the peace when other believers gather to pray. Uh, That was my first milestone, my first marker. I know if you remember all the Israelites, how they would um, mark a time when God would show faithfulness. 
Uh, they would put, build stones and kind of pillars, and they would mark a time of his faithfulness to them. Um, this was my marker. I, can, I was an, a newer Christian back then. I had only accepted the Lord when I was 22, and so I was pretty young in my faith. And so this was the first big trial and big thing that had happened to me. And so I mark back to that point of something significant that God had shown me his ways and his faithfulness to me. And um, I felt the power of prayer. And so I just wanted to share that one significant time with you because it means so much to me. Um, But since then, God has given me many more opportunities to see his faithfulness in the midst of trials. Like when my husband had cancer when he was 35 and we were raising up our four small boys. Yep, still no girls. (laughs) Praying for those grandbaby daughters right now. (laughs) Or the challenge of raising one of my boys um, who is a teenager. He nearly dropped me to my knees and actually at one point um, broke my heart. He's amazing and successful and wonderful now, but that was one of the most difficult seasons of my life. But um, Or having cancer last year, each valley has brought me closer to the Lord. I've witnessed his faithfulness, presence, and redemption. My parents' house burned down a week and a half ago. And it has been tragic and devastating. Over 50 years of, or about 50 years of them being married and memories. Um, and they had just moved in uh, just about two, year, two months prior to the house catching fire. Um, but I can't shake the hope and the joy that I have for them, knowing that um, now they get to experience the blessings as they rely on God as they get through this trial that they're experiencing right now. And their brand new church family is gathering around them and their neighbors as they um, are the hands and feet of Jesus, reaching out to them and are loving them in his name. It is just a beautiful thing, and I am just hopeful to them because they now get to see what it's like to experience and trust in him and rely on his faithfulness. Beauty comes out of ashes, as Debbie even shared last week. With Jesus, you can consider it pure joy. This journey is an adventure. 